Hey, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it might be when you're listening to this. Gabe DeArmond, publisher of PowerMizzou.com here, back with another episode of the True Tiger Insider. This is the weekly podcast we're doing in partnership with Every True Tiger Foundation. That's Mizzou's preferred name, image, and likeness collective. Every week we bring on a different Mizzou athlete, just let you guys get to know a little bit more about their story, about uh, who they are as, as people off the field, and, and obviously talk a little bit about uh, their sport. We've had football, basketball, gymnastics, kind of trying to jump around to a bunch of different places. We will get to our guests this week here in just a minute, but want to remind you guys, uh, information about ETTF is going to be scrolling across the bottom of the screen as you watch this. You can go to everytruetiger.org. You can donate that way if you are a subscriber to powermazoo.com on our message board. We have uh, we have pinned a message with instructions how to donate to our specific collective within ETTF. At last check, that's nearing about $85,000 that is going to Mizzou athletes as a, as a way for them to kind of capitalize on what they've done in their college careers. So we encourage you to check out ETTF any of the different ways you can. Again, if you're listening on the podcast and you can't see what's going across the bottom of the screen, just go to every true tiger.org and you'll be able to figure out how to donate. So I want to bring in our guest this week. It is Mizzou cornerback Chris Abrams Drain. You may know him a little bit better just by his initials. Uh, I, I think everybody just calls you KAD. Do you ever get called Chris? Uh, not really. Not in Missouri. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris, uh, appreciate you taking some time, man. And uh, and just want to do what we've done with with the other Mizzou athletes we've had on here and just give Missouri fans a, a little bit better chance to know you. But first of all, kind of what have you been doing, you know, this spring? And then uh, are you coming up on time to actually maybe get to go back home and take a little time off? Um, we really just been training, like doing combine training, working out. We've been having class, obviously. So we just really been on off season grind. And yeah, we have a break like next week and we can go home for a few weeks before we come back up here and start summer training. Now, now there used to be a time in college football where like the season ended and guys got, Hey, their, their coaches might not see him for a few months. Like in the course of a year, how many weeks do you think you actually get off from being a college football player? Uh, really none for real, because if you want to, if you <laughs> yeah. want to stay on your, stay sharp and stay on your technique, then you really know all days for real. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But, um, so, so the way we always start this thing, I want to go back to the very beginning with you. Do you, do you remember when you started playing football? Like how old you were? I think I started playing football when I was um, four years old. Now tell me a little bit about what four-year-old football looks like. Cause it, it's gotta be pretty entertaining. Basically we just, our knee pads was all the way down our legs. Our pads <laughs> was too big. Helmets too big. But we was we was playing real football though, full contact football at four years old. Playing tackle football at four years old. I don't. I honestly, I don't even know if they allow that anymore. If you want to know the truth, but uh, so like, when did football go from hey, just kind of something you're doing out here to to something that you really enjoyed, or was it kind of right away you thought, hey man, I, this is something I want to do? Um, I say like right away because I play football, basketball, and baseball. Me and my brothers and sisters so like we always play sports. So all we know is is what season is coming up next. So we play sports year round. 
What? Uh, how many brothers and sisters did you grow up with? Uh, on my mom's side, I have one brother and one sister. On my dad's side, I have three brothers and two sisters, three sisters. See, you guys are getting pretty close to just being able to field a team, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, look, I, I'm sure probably, you know, you were uh, you were always like a skill position player growing up, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so when did you kind of start to focus on football and maybe basketball and baseball just just kind of became these these, I guess, hobbies, for lack of a better word? Um, Like I say, like. I focused on basketball before football in high school because I started ninth grade in basketball, but I didn't play ninth grade in football for real. I played JV. So I was like, okay, okay I'm going to go to the NBA. Then I'm going to just try to go to the NBA. And then spring came, and I had got my first offer from South Alabama. And I was like, okay, maybe I can play football. And Florida <laughs> offered me, like, the next day. And I ain't even played a snap yet in varsity. So I was like, okay, maybe I can play football. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, so here's what I figured out. Every football player wants to be a basketball player. Like yeah. like every football player says, I go to the rec and I and I play and I could play college basketball if I wanted to. That's what everybody say, but you got to have skills to play college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you got you got offers your freshman year in high school before you had played varsity football like I explain to to the fans who maybe aren't super familiar with the recruiting process like how's that happen are these schools coming through through looking at other guys older guys at your school and your coaches tell you tell them about you or what um it was like we'll have a spring practice so like coaches will come watch us practice and stuff but but they'll go for other people but Mm -hmm. i don't think they knew i was good at football yet for real like i just had to get i guess used to it coming from i came from Mobile to Spanish Fort. So, like, it's, like, 30 minutes across a bridge. So, like, it was a new environment for me. So I really tried to get used to it. But mm-hmm. they was going there to watch um, one of my teammates, and they was like, who is who is this guy? Like, we want to offer him. And that's where it started from. What's that like? I mean, when you're 14, 15 years old and your coach tells you, hey, Florida just offered you a football scholarship. I mean, do you remember kind of what your reaction was? I was like, I'm going to Florida right now. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> I was like, I want to go to find the my mom. Like, I really didn't understand. I just knew they offered me a scholarship. Like, I didn't know what all comes with a scholarship. I just knew that they offered me a scholarship, and I was happy. Yeah. Uh, so then when did it kind of – I mean, right after Florida offers, is that – because I know how recruiting works. Like, if yeah. one major school offers you, then everybody's like – Hey, we're missing something. We got to jump in on this. I mean, did it really pick up right after that, or was it kind of a little bit later on when you actually started playing varsity ball? Um, it really, I think it picked up after that because I ended up committed to LSU my freshman year. Like, before, really? like during the season, I committed to LSU. So, but my teammates like DJ James, he was the class before me, so I used to go on visits and stuff. He used to let me go with him and let me see like experience and stuff. So I thank him for that too. So it, that's interesting because, like, obviously now, hey, you, you've been in college ball for three years. Like, look back, you understand everything about the recruiting process. When you're a freshman in high school, did you really know what it meant that you were committing to LSU? Like, were, were you familiar with it all then? Not really. I just knew what I seen on YouTube, what I seen on TV. Like, if I knew somebody that from my city or something that went to college, I asked them. Like, I really didn't know, like, what all you had to qualify like I didn't know all everything you had to do. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I know that at times in, in high school, I'm pretty sure you played quarterback. Was that was that your main thing or uh, or were you kind of moving all over? Um, Like in high school, in middle school, my eighth grade, yeah, I played quarterback in middle school. So in high school, I was just like, all right, I'm going to keep playing quarterback. Then I played quarterback for JV. But when I we already had a quarterback, he actually went here, Jack Sam, so he was a walk on. But, oh, okay. But yeah, then I moved to receiver. Then and I, I was always backup quarterback, but like receiver, I like the receiver better. I mean, do you do you think like are you a good passer? Can you throw the ball, or were you like a wildcat quarterback? I was wildcat quarterback, but I could throw. But it's just like my coaches told me to run, so I just ran. <laughs> All right. So, so do you remember when uh, when Missouri kind of popped on your radar? They was like, okay, cause it was a first signing period, and then I didn't sign, so I was supposed to take my visit to Florida State and Nebraska, and then this one, Coach Drink first got the job. Like Bear Odom wasn't like recruiting me, and Coach Drink came to my school, and he was like, he the new coach, and he would like for me to take a um visit. And he came to my mom's house. And like from that point on, like me and Coach Dream had a a good good relationship for real. Like we just clicked, and I so decided, you, yeah. You grew up in Alabama. I mean, middle of SEC country, right? You're growing up with the Iron Bowl and all that. Like, and you know, by the time you were in high school, Missouri had been in the SEC a little bit, but it but it was still kind of a new thing. Like growing up down there, what? Did you know much about Missouri at all or, you know, being an SEC team or was it like, hey, that's way out there on the on the outskirts of the league? Um, I really didn't even know where the state of Missouri was at. Like, I never even <laughs> been up there far. But I know I remember seeing them play um, in the championship one year, though. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I just did my research like that. But I didn't really know, like, how far it was up here. So what was when when you got to Missouri? What was for the first time? I assume that was on your official visit. What was like the the biggest uh, biggest kind of change from from growing up in Alabama? I seen snow on the ground, and I was like, "This is crazy!" Like I I ain't never seen that much snow in my life. And I, but, you know, <laughs> so I that <laughs> what you say? You was it didn't scare you at all. Not really because like I feel I never seen it before, so I I ain't know like how was it gonna how long the snow was gonna stay like do people drive because like when they get cold in Mobile or uh, too cold like they shut down the whole city like schools is canceled and like, so like I ain't know that when it snow up here everything stay normal. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's the best thing about going somewhere in the south is like they say it might snow and everybody's like. Well, you can't leave the house for a week now. Yeah, that's what they do for school. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so you come up to Mizzou and uh, you you start out as a wide receiver. Played your freshman year there, um, and you know got on the field a little bit. Uh, just just first year, I, I think a lot of people would like to know what's it like having to go from look. You were probably one of the best players on every team you played on from the time you were four years old to. Now you're a freshman in the SEC and you got to work your way up and wait your turn a little bit. Is, is that tough? Um, it's tough, but like you just that's how I was in high school, though. It's just like a cycle just repeat itself. That's why I took from it. Like my freshman year in high school, I really didn't play that much. But I learned I learned like with the, the ways of the culture and stuff to get me right for the next year. So that's how I feel. 
So at what do you remember like whose idea it was or at what point they came and said, Hey, we think he could be a pretty good defensive back? Um, it was actually when um twenty twenty COVID during the end of the season, we lost like a lot of DBs right. and people was opting out. So they came with me and was like, Well, you um play DB and I was like, If I get in the game, yeah, I play. And they said that I can play and I ain't looked back since then. Yeah, it, it, I had kind of forgotten. It's, it's been a while now that that COVID year was was your first your freshman year at Missouri. I mean, what do you remember about going through that? Just you know, there's no fans at games. Like yeah. you guys, you can't really even talk to anybody. You're you're not seeing people. What was that like? That being your freshman year in college, um, it was really like just all over the place for real. Because some games was canceled one week, and they had to like replace them and. Some ball games was canceled. Like, uh, it was just so much. And then it was my first year at college, so I, I, w- I was trying to get right for school. And it was just football. It was just so much going on, but it worked out. Yeah, you're taking all your classes, I assume, online at least yeah, for online. for a while. Pretty much just living in a dorm room. I mean, was that? You know, I, I've talked to a couple guys that that have said, "Man, I I got pretty homesick. That was a tough year. Was that ever a, a tough thing for you?" Um, I wouldn't say I was homesick because I was just so excited to be on my own and finally just get to college because I usually watch foot college so much in high school. I'm like, okay, I'm finally at this stage now and see what it's really like. Yeah. Then uh so your sophomore year, you're 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 playing defensive back. I think you were a slot corner most of that year and obviously had kind of a breakout season. Was it just was it something you said, you know, you never look back? Was it something as soon as you moved over, you kind of felt like, hey, this is pretty natural, I can do this? Um, Yes, it's just like I love to compete. So, like, when I was growing up, we did one-on-ones. Like, we called it toe-to-toe. So, you press man, that's all we did. When we, so, it's kind of, like, natural. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like even if the technique is off, you still on battle to, like, that, that rep is over. So, I feel like that's why I like DV so much. It's a challenge every play. So, so you after you'd spent one year at defensive back, I, I remember going into last year. People are talking about you know as as hey a potential All SEC player, and I even saw your name in some mock drafts before last season. I what was it like having all that attention? I, I mean, are you a guy that pays much attention to that stuff, or you block it all out? Uh, it's hard to kind of block it out because yeah. with social media, it's so, so people can get in touch with you. They tag you and stuff. You just really just have to block it out mentally. And just focus on trying to get that instead of like people praising you about it right now and you ain't do it yet. So, so last year you move outside. I, th- I think you ended up having 14 pass breakups. Uh, and, and they always say like a, a lot of times the best corners don't rack up a lot of stats because people don't throw at them a lot. Were, were you ever sitting here going, you going to quit throwing at me or are you, you just going to keep coming this way? Nah, it's just like, some games I knew they was gonna throw at me because like I the the best receiver will be on my side, but like sometimes some games they ain't throwing me but like one time. So like you just gotta battle every play because you really don't know when they throwing your way. Which which way is better if you get to the end of a game and you've got like three pass breakups and and all that, or if you get to the end of the the game and you're like they didn't even throw a pass my way. Whichever one, we, if we win it, it don't matter what going on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Through uh, I'll put you on the spot here a little bit. And, like, I, I don't want you to say somebody on your own team in practice. So, like, on game day, who's who's the best receiver you felt like you lined up uh, across from? 
um, A.T. Pair from Wake Forest. Really? Yeah. What What made him so good? Because he was 6'4", a 6'4 guy that can run a 4'4 and stop on a dive. Like, you don't see that that much. Yeah. And that, that's really fluid and smooth, too. Yeah. They, they always say about cornerbacks, like, you got to have the short memory, right? Because mm-hmm. cornerback is one of those positions. I think kicker is like this. There's some other ones where a lot of times if you play really well, people aren't going to know it. Yeah. The only time they really notice you is if you get beat. So what's the mentality like out there, especially after maybe a play that, that didn't go your way? Just trying to be emotionally consistent. Like, our white Coach Russell, that's what they preach, being emotionally consistent, do everything. So next play mentality, even if if I catch a pick, okay, we on to the next play. If mm-hmm. I somebody catch a touchdown on me, okay, cool. We're going to see what happened, then we on to the next play. Is uh obviously on on your other side is is Ennis and you guys put up some numbers last year. Is that like a look? I know you guys are friends and all that, and if he does well, that's great. If you do well, it's good for the team. But you guys have some internal competition there, just just between yourselves. It's just like we we try to make each other better. So what I do is he gonna try to beat me, and I'm gonna try to beat him to push each other to make both of us better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to the end of last year and like, there were a lot of people that, that thought, you know, you might, uh, might take a look at the NFL. What's, what's that process like? Uh, what was it like for you? I mean, I know you, you go through the kind of the advisory committee and get a grade, but just, just kind of give fans an idea, like what that month or so after the season was like and, and what that involves. Um, it's really like, you just have to really find like what you want to do personally and, Talk to your closest people in your like family to see like what they think best for you, and then just see both sides of the story because it's both sides. It's like a part when I can fall in the draft, or a part I can't. I can't get drafted, or I can come back to school and develop and get my degree too. So that's the way I chose. My mom wanted me to get my degree, so I'm doing it for her. Okay, okay. Is that so? You on track to to probably get that next year? Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, did, was it, I mean, did you come close at all to, to throwing your name in? And, Cause look, every, every player grows up and that's the goal, right? Is, mm-hmm. is you want to play in the NFL? Yeah, I was, I was close. I was thinking about it a couple times. I was like, yeah, I might, yeah, I might just do it. Go go for a shot. But yeah, yeah I did uh, Obviously it was just, I, I actually went up there for a couple days last weekend. It was in Kansas city is were you watching and, and kind of thinking, hey, a year from now, like like that that could be you? Yeah, I was watching it. I, I, I think I watched the whole draft for real, all rounds. But, yeah, I was just seeing the guys. Some guys I know, I was like, their dream came true. You feel My time coming up next. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that look, is, is probably keeping guys in school a little bit longer than, than maybe you would have in the past is – is the whole thing with name, image, and likeness. And uh, and we're working with Every True Tiger Foundation on this podcast. And so kind of just, just wanted to ask you, not necessarily if that was, you know, the reason you came back or anything, but just throughout this year or two now that, that you've been able to do this, like how big a deal is NIL for, for guys in your situation? And, and and what kind of things has it given you a chance to do? Um, I think NIL is a big thing for like student athletes because they help them learn how to manage money before they even get to the big money. 
So mm -hmm. if you can't manage the small amount, then what you gonna need help managing the big amount. But like it really helps for athletes that don't come for much, like help like pay help their family pay bills or something. Like I have a son, he's finna turn three soon. And they helped me with his daycare, taking care of him. And babies are expensive, so I appreciate it, everything. <laughs> no question, man. Does, it, does your son then, does he live with you here in Columbia full-time? No, he don't live with me full-time, but I'm working okay. with him. Okay, I got you. What's uh, what what's that like, man, trying to balance? Hey, you're going to school. You're mm -hmm. playing football. You got all this stuff going on, and, and you're responsible for a three-year-old. I, I imagine that takes up a lot of your time. Yeah, it really do. That's why I always, every break I get, I got to go. I'm going right to him, spend time because time, you can't make up for time. So you just got to spend the time to do the, do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing so he can have a, someone to look up to. Mm -hmm. and I can tell him about everything I did so he can learn about it. I, I know your uh, your teammate in the backfield last year, Joseph Charleston. His his kid kind of became a celebrity for a couple of weeks. Like that's what yeah. you got to do, man. You got to have a really good game good. and then get him up to the podium with you. Yeah, I'm, that's all my plan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so you know you're you're back for this year. I mean, uh, I, I've got to imagine that that everybody on this team is is looking at this like, hey, this is. This is a big year for this program and, and try not just for you personally, but for this team to to kind of take a step forward. Is that something that's that's really been on your guys' mind since the Wake Forest game? Um, yes. When we um when everybody was decided to come back I, as a defense, I'm speaking for defense only, but like we was like, we seen what we did last year, but now we gotta take it to a whole nother level and bring everybody, special teams, offense. We all gotta be at our best and we practice like it. And we started it started out good in the spring. Mm -hmm. Did you guys uh, did a lot of you guys kind of talk together throughout that process? Because like Hopper could have probably gone pro. You could have. I know Ennis. Uh, you kind of thought about it a little bit. Did, did Darius could have left? Did you guys all talk to each other and say, "Hey, let's kind of do this," or do you all make your own decision? Oh, I feel like we all made our own decision at the end of the day, but we all considered like each other' opinion. Like he was like, "Okay, so if Hopper coming back, Ennis coming back." I'm coming back too, then. So, so we can yeah, end it off special. And, and like that's a big deal to to have guys who have already played together, right? Because I'm sure you mm -hmm. kind of have an idea like what JC is going to do, where he's going to be, where Ennis is going to be. That that's got to be helpful, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It's team chemistry, like that's the best thing you can have. Like even if everybody wrong, everybody right. That's how, that's <laughs> there how you we, go. That's what we say if everybody wrong, everybody right. So. No, I know what most of the time I know what JC thinking before I even look back at him for real. So like that's how I don't know. They're just the connection we all got together. Okay. Um, so what what do you got planned for little time off before before you gotta come back for summer workouts? You just gonna hang out with your son or you got you got big plans? Um, I'm gonna hang out with my son, but I'm gonna go work out too. Okay. See that I guess that's what it takes to get to the NFL on vacation. You just work out, right? Got to, got to stay sharp. <laughs> Do you uh, have you set any goals for yourself for next year yet, or is that something you kind of wait till till you get back and really get into to uh, next season mode? Um, I set some goals. I was like to be better than I did last year. So up PBUs, up interceptions, up everything, and up our record to a better record. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, I know that's the 
that's the big one. Um, it, last thing, just uh, growing up in SEC country, was there a place where you got to play for the first time or or a game in this league where that one really stood out to you? Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, Auburn game because my my last game in high school was the state championship, and we lost we lost by one point. But I I couldn't finish the game in fourth quarter. I tore my meniscus. Oof. So like I always remember that. So at every game, I don't know. Like I ain't even. I don't think I even had the scratch for the game. I was so ready to play. <laughs> do you do you know? Are there a lot of guys that you played with in high school, like on on a lot of those teams down in SEC country? Oh yeah, they is every game. I know somebody on the team, or I play with somebody on the team. Yeah. Uh, one more then. So you coming out here to Columbia? Do you feel like now when you when you go back to Spanish Fort, Alabama, a few more people know about Missouri than probably knew about it when you came here? Way more than the fruit. I think it's a lot of people that know about Missouri or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a ton for the time. And uh, I know everybody's looking forward to, to seeing what you got in store next year. But enjoy the break, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. That is Chris Abrams Drain, Missouri cornerback, joining us on the every on the true tiger insider uh courtesy of every true tiger foundation once again everytruetiger.org you can find out how to donate to name image and likeness efforts at the university of missouri if you're a power mizzou subscriber you can go on our message board and donate specifically to our fund with ettf uh these we have them every week if you're a power mizzou subscriber you get early access to them last week we talked to aiden shaw We've talked to Noah Carter here, Darius Robinson, Jake Garcia, Jocelyn Moore. We've had, I think this is eight or nine. We're going to continue it at least through the end of the school year. Not sure what plans are going to be for the summer, but um, trying to get back with uh, with a couple more names you guys are going to recognize before school lets out at Mizzou. So I want to thank KAD for taking some time with us, and uh, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next time.